Well, I've been asked to share on missions. ስለ ወንጌል ተልኮ እንዳካፈል ተጠይቅ ያለው And that of course is one of what it is my favorite. እኔ ደሞ ከሁሉ ሞደው ርዕስ ይሄ ነው Missions and giving are two things I get excited about. የወንጌል ተልኮና መስጠት ሲባል ልበይ ይዘላ And then when it's missions giving that's the best. ደግሞ ስጦታው ለወንጌል ተልኮ ከሆነማ ተወዳዳሪ የለው Praise the Lord. ጌታ ይባረክ Uh, just to give you a quick background i was born and raised in singapore my parents were more missionaries are still missionaries but i'm singaporean i travel with a singapore passport but uh, i want to challenge and really encourage all the young people here tonight this is my 44th year in ministry I'm not old. I just turned 60. Silsamati no. I just started young. Bawatatinati selejemmerkno. And by 26 I was pastoring the largest church in Singapore. Hasdist amatedme sinoreng be Singapore tilqun betekristian magabini neberku. And so I want to challenge the young people that God can use you to do anything. Selezi watatocho isimu egziaber benanta hulunum neger madreg ichilal. Amen. Amen. And I want to challenge the older pastors make room for the young people. Edmiachu kafyalachu magabeyoch demo berkfetullacho lawatatocho. Make room for them. Berkfetullacho. Praise the Lord. Egziaber ibarak. Uh just before I share the word አሉን ከማካፈሌ በፊት I want to speak tonight on missions the mandate for the church. የቤተክርስቲያን ዋና ስራ የወንጌል ተልኮ በሚል እናገራለን. Missions the mandate for the church. የቤተክርስቲያን ዋና ተግባር የወንጌል ተልኮ. But I want to just reflect real quickly on some of the things we've been talking about in the morning sessions. ነገር ግን ማለዳ ስለተነጋገርንባቸው ስለ አንድ አንድ ጉዳዮች ማንሳት ፈልጋለሁ። And our brother psychiatrist is easier to say that than his name. <laughs> and the four critical things that he talked about that we need to be really as a church looking at one of them was the family the devil is trying to destroy the family and when the supreme court made that decision in america We need to understand the significance of that. It was not just a country, America. It's their problem. No, being the world power that affects the entire world. Ya guday, ya America an guday bicharlam. Ya alamin neger hulu imbidasisno. In the spirit realm, something happened. Bamen fasay alam andachi hona negeral. That was not good. Malkam yal hona. And this has been a pressure on all the countries. In Singapore the LBGT faction has been fighting very hard. Our country we still have what they call section 377 where it's criminal offense to do a homosexual act. Ba Singapore ye gibresedomawin qisqasi madrek They've been pressuring the government to get that change. The church has been lobbying strong and the government has held strong. to keep it yanin lemaslewot yetagalu no betekristiyanna mengist gin tsento qomwan but we see nations caving in conservative nations like taiwan that is uh, 
caving in in Hong Kong they're, they're just falling one by one nagen buzu hagerochi ne taiwan ne hong kong ahun ejji lemasat yetetegunu now hear me carefully betenikake semony i told dr better this I, a, a couple of years ago dr beten katikit amatat befit indiyachwallo africa rise 2 years ago and god spoke a clear word to me a rhema word yezare hulet amat africa rise lay metche giltqal kegeta semaw he said just as africa protected my son who is the truth i am the way the truth and life protected my son and kept him from destruction africa yenen lij unetna mengedi honon lij lijen africa sheshiga ketfat ndadanachu hulu you remember when joseph mary went up to egypt to protect jesus god so in this last day my africa church will protect the truth of the family እግዚአብሔር ምናሌ ልክ እንዲው ስለ ቤተክርስቲያን ያለውን አውነት አፍሪካ ያለችው ቤተክርስቲያን ትጥብቅልኛለች you are tasked with the responsibility of protecting the truth of the family ስለ ቤተሰብ እግዚአብሔር ያለውን አውነት የመጠበቅ ኃላፊነት ለናንተ ተሰጥቷል i just learned just a few weeks ago ከጥቂት ሳምንት በፊት እንሰማው over 10 years ago the china government sent out several of their top economists to western europe and to america to study the economic system yezare 10 amat chinawian mirt etebalu economistochachon wede america hedo laku lemen siratun indi yatanulacho and the negatives that could come with the free economy anas la netsa economy yallon chigir atentaw indi yametu one of their top economists economic a personnel who is a professor in one of the top universities andu tilqu professor betilq university miyastemere chinawi was sent to europe and then to america wada europa halam wada america talak he is still a member even today of the communist party zarem su ye communist party abal he came back after his research from the us america tnatun cerso metta and presented his paper to the government lemengist ውጤቱን አቀረበ not born again not saved ዳገመ የተወለደ አይደለም የዳና አይደለም the cross and economic prosperity እና ምንድነው ሚስጥሩ አለ በለኢኮኖሚ ብልጥግና መስቀል ነው the cross and economic prosperity መስቀል ነው አለ ለኢኮኖሚ ብልጥግና ምክንያት and he said the success and economic prosperity is hinged on the judeo christian beliefs of those nations. የወለጠጉት ክርስቲያንና የይሁዳን እምነት የይሁድን እምነት ለተከተሉ ነው ብሎ አቀረበ። And as they let go of those Judeo Christian beliefs, የይሁዳ ክርስቲያን የሆነ እምነታቸውን ሲተውት immorality come in. አናም ደሞ ግብረገብነት ይወድቅ. Because of his study, ከሱጥናት የተነሳ he became born again. ዳግም ተወለደ የሰውየ is born again now and it's amazing in the last 3 4 years he's holding these huge conferences on the family አሁን ባለፉት 3 እና 4 አመት ትልቅ ኮንፈረንስ ይሰበስባል ስለ ቤተሰብ ነው የሚያወራው throughout china ከቻይና this layman thousands በሺዎችም የሆኑ ሰዎች and next year he's holding a huge one in los angeles ሚቀጥራው ማደሞ los angeles ትልቅ ጉባኤ ይሰበስባል and then in 2017 he's holding one we're we're cooperating the other whole one in singapore to hold up within asia the value of the family 2017 ደሞ ከኛ ጋር አንድ ላይ ሆነን በሲንጋፖር የቤተሰብን እሴት በሚመለከት ትልቅ ጉባኤ ይደረጋል and as i heard that ይሄንስ ሰማ 
I said in 2018, we must have him come for Africa Rise and hold a family rally for all of Africa. Asia and Africa must unite and hold the biggest conference on family. Hallelujah. Because God will unite these two churches to keep the family value strong. Amen. Amen. Africa arise. Africa Tanashi. I want you to read me in the book of Isaiah 35, verse 4 through 7. By the way, the book of Isaiah is God's challenge for missions. In case you're not aware, God's plan was for Israel to cause missions, to send teams to do planting all over the world to raise up the name of Jehovah. ዛብሄርን and then God had to raise up the church. We are spiritual Israel. And all of God's words and directives for Israel are now inherited by the church. And so these same prophetic words in Isaiah that were for Israel are now for the church. I speak to everyone here tonight. But especially I want to speak to the pastors and to the national leaders of churches tonight. That we do not make the same mistake that Israel did. That we get inward looking and concerned for our own churches and our own ministry and forget God's call to missions. Because missions is a mandate from God for every church. Say to those who are of a fearful heart. Be strong and do not fear. Behold, your God will come with vengeance. With the recompense of God. He will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened. The ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. The lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the dumb sing. For water shall burst forth in the wilderness and streams in the desert. The parched ground shall become a pool and the thirsty land springs of water. And then I want us to turn to the book of Isaiah chapter 41. And we're going to read verses 17 to 19. 
when the poor and needy seek water, but there is none. And their tongues fail for thirst. This is a parallel passage to Isaiah 35. When their tongues fail for thirst, I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open rivers in desolate heights. Fountains in the midst of the valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water. And the dry land springs of water. And I will plant in the wilderness the cedar and the cassia tree, the myrtle and the oil tree. And I will set in the desert the cypress tree and the pine tree and the box tree together. Hallelujah. Amen. Shall we pray? Father, we ask you this evening that your Holy Spirit will anoint your servants as we share your word. That you will anoint your word as it goes forth. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I said I want to share with you on the missions, the mandate for the church. And three points I have to share tonight. For Bishop Banda's sake, I made them all three P's. God's priority of missions. God's plan for missions. And God's provision for missions. Now this evening as I share at different points, I'm going to share illustrations of stories of our church and its involvement in missions. I do not want you to misunderstand or think that I'm lifting up or trying to boast, but I really want to challenge pastors what one church can do and that if every church endeavored to do this, the world would be saved. Now what part of what Africa Rise is all about is transformation, transforming Africa. For many years I was just involved in church planting. In 2004 God spoke to my heart. I was leading a movement in Singapore called Love Singapore, a movement of interdenominational movement of churches. And was, we were having our leadership planning meeting and I was seeking the Lord as to what is your direction for this next year. And God spoke to me two things, two major things. One was for Singapore and then he shocked me when he said the second thing is I want you love Singapore to lead and I want you to challenge the churches in Singapore to see the transformation of East Timor one of the newest nations on earth. Singapore East Timor 
I understood church planting and planting churches. But this is the first time I thought about or considered transformation. At that time I didn't fully understand what God meant by that. That he wants to transform. He doesn't just want to save, he wants to establish his kingdom. I thank the Lord that we were able to rally the churches in Singapore and today every denomination and mega church of Singapore is our, we are all working together in East Timor to see the transformation of that nation take place. But one thing I've learned through the years, especially through my involvement in Uganda where we've seen thousands of churches planted, is that planting churches does not transform a nation. The more Uganda has become Christianized, Uganda which I'm familiar with that. I've been going in there since 1985 for many years. But the more it has become Christianized or people say they are Christians, every year over the past 15, 20 years, they have dropped lower and lower as worst corrupt nation in the world in the world not the worst but I mean that their index keeps going down my first degree was in mathematics and as a mathematician I said something doesn't fit if you look at the claim of how many percent are Christians and the nation keeps getting more corrupt, that means many of the Christians are corrupt. So planting churches will not transform a nation. But you cannot transform a nation without planting churches. The key is after planting the church. We must teach each local church how to transform their community. Then the nation will be transformed. Hallelujah. Amen. And that's what Dr. Better was talking about earlier. How do we transform if we don't have the children, we don't have the people? It has to come through planning churches. But after the Timor experience and what God showed me, I began to realize we must teach each church how to transform its community. And community by community, district by district, state by state, nation by nation, continent to be transformed. Hallelujah. Amen. So I'm not going to deal with transformation because that's what we've been dealing with for three days. But all of that will never go anywhere if we are not planting the church to do it. 
And this is what we want to look at. First of all, God's priority of missions. John 3.16 said, For God sent His Son. He modeled missions. He sent His Son cross-culturally from heaven to this earth. And his son, Jesus said, as the Father sent me, so send I you. And then gave a command. Say command. Let's say it in English first. Say command. Command. Alright. Not a wish, not a maybe. Hello? Pastors, it's a command. Go ye into all the world. All the world. Not just your nation. Not just your sub-area like say Eastern Africa. Not even just your continent. But the world. God is looking for African missionaries to be all over the world. He said beginning in Jerusalem. And then Judea. And then Samaria. And then to the uttermost parts of the world. Jerusalem is your city. Judea is your nation. Samaria is your continent. And the rest of the world is way out there. Amen. You don't finish Jerusalem and then go to Judea. Or Judea would never be reached. Right? We begin in Jerusalem. And as we get things moving. Well, we're still reaching Jerusalem. We now start going into Judea. And as we get things moving in Judea. Well, we're still doing Jerusalem and Judea. We now move to Samaria. And then from Samaria. To the uttermost part of the world. Why? Lemon. Because the world is in a desperate state. God said prophetically here in verse 4 of chapter 35. Say to them that fear. There's a real bad clock they have here. It doesn't just go by seconds. Next to the seconds they have milliseconds. It's just going... And it makes you just want to go faster, quick. I didn't think they had it in the morning sessions because no one seemed to go fast. <laughs> but he says the world is full of fear. Say to those who are fearful hearted. Today, church, there is an epidemic of fear throughout the world. There's fear in every walk of life. Politically, financially. There's fear of this and fear of that. 
You can talk to the psychiatrist, brother. Psychiatrist, There increasingly are more mental collapses. More high blood pressure. More heart attacks. Because the world is in an epidemic of fear. And God says to His church, Say to those who are a fearful heart. God is your answer. Jesus is your answer. Jesus is the one who will come and save you. But he's waiting for us to say. He's waiting for us to declare. What does he say here? He talks about verse 5 how the, the miracles will happen. But go on to verse 6. And he says in verse 5 and 6, which we'll get to later, he talks about what's going to happen. Miraculous change will come to their life. But then in verse, part of verse 6 and 7, he gives us the reason. He says for or because. Water shall burst forth in the wilderness. Streams in the desert. The parched ground will become a pool. And thirsty land springs of water. You notice God describes four kinds of water sources. None of them are rain, which is the most common source. They're all pre-existing reservoirs. But with each of those, he talks about four different kinds of soil conditions. He talks about the wilderness. The desert, the parched ground, and the thirsty land. I believe today that those four kinds of land represent the four kinds of people in the world. Everyone who does not have Jesus has some kind of fear in their life. The richest, the most powerful, the most famous, they have fears in their life. Some of you may have never heard of Howard Hughes, one of the richest men in America many years ago. He died almost like a mental case. He had a fear of germs and dirt. He was always washing his hands. He was covered trying to protect himself from every little germ. Fears. And this, there's four kinds of land described here. First, the wilderness. In the Hebrew, this word that English says wilderness actually is talking about good, fertile land. But not being used. But it's good land. I believe this describes the good people in the world. There are some people that are better than Christians. Morally good and upright. But they don't have Jesus. And there are fears in their life. The second kind of land is the desert. 
In the Hebrew, this word actually means impossible, land that cannot be used for anything, worthless. These are the souls of Tarsus. These are the ones you say will never come to Jesus. The impossible cases. And then the third land is the parched ground. In the Hebrew, this word actually means a mirage. You've heard the story, you're in the desert, they're hot. There's just sand, and then suddenly they see water there. And they rush to the water, but there is no water. It's just a mirage. This is the parched ground. I believe this represents the people that are caught up in false religions. They're searching. They search for God. But they have a counterfeit. And God wants to save them. And then the last group. The thirsty land. The thirsty land. This, this is, is that, that, that ground that has been just void of any kind of water and moisture for a long time. If you've seen the picture of a riverbed that suddenly a dry spell came or famine came and the whole riverbed is cracked like a jigsaw puzzle. And if you poured water on it, it's like it just drinks up the water. You know what I mean? The thirsty this represents the people in the world that are empty, they're void, there's nothing in there. Mao Zedong did one of the best things for the church any leader could have done in China. He tried to get rid of every religion. Their culture, their history. He totally empty a thirsty land. And that's how the church multiplied so quickly. As the church came in and Jesus filled that emptiness. But it wasn't long after the cults and others also tried to come in to fill the emptiness. So we see these four lands describe any kind of person you could point your finger to in the world. God is saying they every one of them have a fear. And it's only Jesus that can meet the inner fear of their heart. And he turns to his church. And he says, church. In Matthew he says, go ye. In Isaiah 35, he says, say to them that fear. Say to them. It's a command. Say command. Command. Say to them. He tells the church. 
And I'm entrusting and commissioning to you, the church, the message of hope to set them free. For as they know the truth, the truth shall set them free. Hallelujah. This is what missions is all about. Going to every people group. Going into every place. Possible to say to them that fear that God will save them. This is a command to every church. To every church. I meet pastors and they tell me Oh, Rick, uh, you don't under, you know, God's called your church to missions, but God's called us to something else. I say, well, do you have a different Bible than I have? Well, we're into teaching. We're into work. No, no. Every church is into worship, yeah. teaching, prayer. Evangelism, missions. There's a minimum that we must be in in all those areas. I do believe God will excel you in certain areas that you may be a blessing and gift to the other churches in your city, but you must be at a minimum in every area. So this is for every church. And he commands us to go into every nation. How are we going to do that? Prioritizing. Prioritizing the priority of missions. You only get results where you prioritize. One of the biggest indications of showing priority is money. Where does your church budget go? Bishop David Ogindi and I serve on the 414 window uh, global team. Bishop David And he shared today that the highest, the group that gets the largest amount of the budget of all the other ministries in the church are the children. That shows priority. And the focus of the 414 window is not the children in the church, it's the children outside the church. Amen. Many of them think it's a children's ministry. No, it's to focus outside the church. When it comes to missions, we show our priority by how much we allocate financially. Our church was four months old. My wife and I started the church from scratch. We put an ad in the newspaper for 12 weeks. That was it. 
ማስታወቂያ We met in a hotel in Singapore called the Mandarin Hotel. Mandarin Hotel in Singapore jamar. The ad said any of you who are hopeless, empty, you don't know what life is all about, you want to find the meaning of life, come to the Mandarin Hotel at ባዶ አሁን በቃ ለሚሽን መስጠት ይጀምራል ጋር And six months later, the pledge again went way beyond. And throughout the 30 plus years, we have always given more than 50% of our income to missions. The second area reflecting priority is not money but also people. <coughs> Actually they didn't have a choice the holy spirit commanded. Paul and Barnabas went out. If missions is a priority you will release your best to go out. Hallelujah. Amen. If missions is a priority you will plan You will strategize. You will be intentional. Or nothing will ever happen. I want you to put up the first PowerPoint. PowerPoint In our church in Singapore. Singapore. This is the island of Singapore. Singapore What is it? 35 by 45 kilometers. city nation all in one about 6 million people live there now we divided our island into 12 regions used to be 7 then we became G12 so it became 12 we're not under G12 but we have a G12 cell system 
So we divide even though some areas are bigger, they're all equal population. Then we took the world. Slide, and we divided the world into 12. So there's 12 colors there. 12 regions. Then we divided each of the 12 into 12. Alright, now you'll notice all the colors in each of the 12. Because we gave each of our regions in Singapore one twelfth of every twelfth of the world. Does that make sense? You have to be a mathematician. So in other words, South America is one-twelfth of the world. And we divided the world more or less by population. So we divided South America into 12. And each of our 12 regions have one-twelfth of South America. Africa, we've divided into three parts, actually. We have the southern eastern part. Divided into 12. The west, northern, central part, not... not Sub-Saharan Africa into 12. Then Arabic Africa is tied with our Middle East region. That's one whole region. Alright. So each region in Singapore, go back two slides. Each of those regions is divided into 12. 12 divisions. Each division has anywhere from 40 to 100 people in it, in our church. So each region has one twelfth of each part of the world. So they have 12 divisions. So one division is over one part of that area, another, another part of the world. You understand? So it's like one division, say, is responsible for Kenya. Another region is division is responsible for Tanzania. Are you with me? We have a plan and strategy. Every division, that's 30 to 70 people, 80 people, every 30 months, every 27 months, must send a church planning team to the nations they are over. Once they send, 27 months later, they will send another team. So we have proven that any church under 70, even 30, can send a church planning team every 27 months to another nation of the world. Prioritizing. Through the years, cumulatively, we've given more than $150 million to missions. We're not a rich church. We don't have rich people. We've got them saved, and after a while, they go to more highfalutin churches in our city. Because <laughs> they don't like our preaching on giving all the time. But the people learn to sacrifice and to give in faith. 
ግን ያላቸውን መስዋዕትነት ያደረጉ ሰዎች ይስጣል now after the second or third year ሁለት ሶስት አመት ካለፈ በኋላ we were pouring so much finance into missions ወደ ሚሽን ብዙ ገንዘብ መፍሰስ ጀመረ i have a pastor friend in kuala lumpur kuala lumpur and magabi godajalleny i won't say his name because some of you will know him ሰሙን አልናገርም አንዳንዶቻችሁ ታቆታላችሁ his wife was saved under my parents she lived with us when we grew up and i gone to help him to start a hotel ministry before i started our church one day he told me he said rick you're being stupid don't give so much to missions you need to build your base you're not being wise but god had spoken to me and he said you prioritize missions i will take care of your local church i will take care of the local church and so we've given more than 50% to missions years, you know singapore land is very expensive and you can't just buy any land they allow it to be used for a church they will allocate a three quarter 30,000 square feet three quarters of one acre property for church and then all the churches have to bid against each other to buy that property and that property is only a 30 year lease and then it's finished then you have to bid all over again and right now it's running 12 to 14 million dollars just to buy that property for 30 years lease through the years as we prioritized missions god has enabled us to get land and build facility go to the fourth slide oh go on further sorry go on these are the mission divisions go ahead uh, no i think it's the next set of powerpoint sorry PowerPoint 2, yes. PowerPoint 3. <laughs> okay. These are facilities that we built and have, we own these for all our regions. Probably valued, I don't know, maybe 140 million. My pastor friend in Kuala Lumpur, <laughs> Just dedicated a huge facility. I think he's built the biggest auditorium in Malaysia. But the value of his facility is less than the value of this with us having given four times to missions through all these years. Now, I'm not trying to compare. I'm trying to illustrate that you cannot go wrong giving to missions pastors. God will honor. God wants you to prioritize missions. The second thing I want to share is plan for missions. He has given us a clear plan in the word. He has chosen to use the church 
ቤተክርስቲያንን መርጧታል as we already shared he gave the command go into all the world beginning with jerusalem ተዛዝ ነው ከኢየሩሳሌም ጀምራችሁ ወደ ዓለም ሁሉ ሄዱ think about this እስቲያስቡ god has limited himself to the church accomplishing the task of world evangelization alamen bewongel lemadresko egziaber bebetekristian lay bichano yetemesarata urasun gedibwal have you ever employed someone and had a staff member that just wasn't doing it and you just said move aside and you jump in and do it yourself so land sir have had that experience land sir qatrachut so alsarasi zor belbelachu nante gebtachubet taqallachu alsaraus I think sometimes God wants to push us aside and just do it himself. Because we're not taking his command seriously. He is entrusted to the church this responsibility. To reach the world. You say but other churches aren't doing it. It doesn't matter. What has God commanded you as a church to do? Adergo yetewalachutun innantadergu. Go into all the world. Wede alam hullu hidu. We read in Isaiah chapter 41. Beisaya simraf 41 anabben. He says here in fact let me back up to verse uh, chapter 35 a moment. Ndiyawm 35 galin malas indegena. He says that when we declare to the world that God is the answer. Egziaber melsno belel alam sinnawich. their lives will be transformed miracles will happen the eyes of blind will be open ears of the deaf unstopped layman leap as a አይነ ስውር ያያል ጆሮ ደንቆሮ ይሰማል ሽባ ይተረተራል miracles will happen ተአምራት ይሆናል but what is our responsibility የኛ ሐላፊነት ምንድነው our responsibility is to go የኛ ሐላፊነት መሄድ ነው our responsibility is to fulfill the command የኛ ሐላፊነት ለተዛዙ ምላሽ መስጠት ነው in isaiah 41 በኢሳይያስ 41 parallel passage ተጓዳኝ ምዕራፍ የተጠሙ ሰዎች ውሃ ሲፈልጓል ምንም ሲጠፋ አይ ዘ ሎርድ ዊል ፕሮቫይድ እኔ እግዚአብሔር አምላክ አቀርብላቸዋል there's something very interesting in that passage ልብልን ነው የሚባገባ ነገር አለ God what what God is telling us there is that God has actually made a covenant with the world. እግዚአብሔር ከአለም ጋር ኪዳን እንደገባ እናለ. He's made a covenant with the lost. ከጠፉት ጋር ኪዳን ገብቷል. He said if you really cry out for me if you seriously you're a sinner you seriously want me. ወነተኛ ሀጣተኛ ሰው በርግጥ እኔን ከፈለክ I will come to you. እኔ ወራንተ መጣለሁ ብሎ. I will bring you an answer. መልስ አመጣላለሁ. I will transform your life. ህወተን ለውጣለሁ. And then he says Do you know how he does it? እንዴት እንደሚያረጋው ታውቃላችሁ? When he cries out, when he's thirsty, እሱ ሲጠማና መጮ ሲጀምር He comes to the church. በተክርስቲያን ጋር ይመጣና Go to him. ሂጂ ወደሱ. Amen. Amen. He's made a covenant with the world that if they cry out, he has commanded his church to go touch them. ኪዳን ገብቷል ዓለም ስትጮህ እኔ መልሰጣለሁ ብሏል እግዚአብሔር I remember when we were planning a church in Manila. በማኒላ በተክርስቲያን ስንተከልት ዚለኛል። We had a difficult time. አስቸጋሪ ጊዜ ገጠመ. That time we were part of a denomination. አንድ በተእምነት ነበርን and the denomination leaders down there were fighting us giving us so much problems. የበተእምነቱ መሪዎች ያስቸግሩን ነበር። I sent one of my top pastors there to prepare. አንደኛ መጋቤን ላኩ እንዲያዘጋጅ. And God gave me a very 
unique strategy. Never done it before, never done it after. At that time, Manila was this huge city of 12 million plus. He said, hold a six-week crusade. And divide the city into seven areas. Every Monday go here, every Tuesday, every Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then back again Monday. So everywhere would hit. We rented the PICC convention hall where we kicked off our service Sunday afternoon and then launched the six weeks crusade. So we had seven venues, brought in seven evangelists, seven singers for these crusades, the six weeks. The week before we were to start, my pastor down there called me. He said, Pastor Rick, pastor Rick there's in no way we cannot start nothing is coming together you don't understand what takes us one hour in Singapore takes us six hours to do here I said oh you just got to believe God I prayed with him put down the phone then I said oh God what's happening we always have to be strong in front of our members but actually we're in fear and trouble Three days later, we called again. Oh, Pastor, no, just no way. No, no, don't, don't fly down here. It's impossible. Just. I was going to cancel the whole thing. Discouraged. We had opposition. Nothing was coming together. But on the phone, I said, oh, God, we got to believe God. Put the phone. Oh, God. What do I do? Do I buy my ticket? Two days before. He calls me again. My secretary says, Alphonsus is on the phone. Secretary, Alphonsus is on the phone. I said, tell him, tell him I'm not here. <laughs> I didn't want discouragement. <laughs> but I knew I had to talk to him. I said, yes, Alphonsus, what is it? Oh, pastor, you won't believe it. Pastor, just miracle, so many, everything is finished. Well, praise the Lord, I told you. <laughs> I knew God would come through. We had our meetings. Now six weeks has passed. This is the last closing rally Sunday afternoon. I was catching a flight right after that. So I told the pastor, I'm going to preach. Then I'm going to say, close your eyes. When I say, close your eyes, and everyone closes their eyes. You run up and get the mic, and I'll run out to go to the airport. airport. So I finished preaching, closed my eyes, he ran up, took the mic, and I started running down to get out to get a taxi to go to the airport. I got about four rows down. And a lady jumped up. Grabbed my hand. Said, Pastor, I need to speak to you. I said, I don't have time. I'm rushing to the airport. Why do I need to speak to you? I'm, I'm, I'm dragging her. 
చేయమను then she used the woman's weapon she started crying it's so unfair i said okay if you walk with me as i walk you can talk to me pastor i got saved a year ago i read a tract i bought a bible I've never been to any church. I've been at home reading my Bible. And God has been teaching me. And six, a little over six weeks ago, in my prayer, God spoke to me and said, this Sunday, at two o'clock, go to the PICC hall. And there's a church you will find that I want you to be a part of. Now she said pastor, pastor I was praying for my friends and relatives 36 or 38 of them every day for one year I came to the PICC hall that was the first day we had the meeting I, I, went, I saw a sign so I went into that room and there was the church then I saw a flyer advertising the crusade for six weeks. She said, I have been every night for six weeks moving around Manila bringing all my relatives and friends I've been the final one of all the 36 plus got saved. All of them got saved. <clears throat> now I'm crying. I jump in the taxi. You know why I was crying? Because I said, I thought, what if we had canceled the meeting? And on that Sunday, that lady had come at 2 o'clock and there was nothing there. The Lord said, when the poor and needy, when the thirsty cry out, I will answer. And then he says, church, you are the answer. And when we don't go, we break God's covenant with the lost. He is depending upon us. He says there in Isaiah 41, I will open rivers. I will plant trees. I don't have time to go into it in this meeting. But both of those represent his church, the local church. The rivers, the trees. And you see what missions is all about. Your church, as your people gather together, he says where two or three are gathered, I am in the midst. And that becomes a reservoir of the power and anointing of God. That's a reservoir of his power and anointing. When you send a missionary out, you, what's your name? Hmm? Kevin, okay, leave your Bible here, I need you. When you send Kevin out, Kevin is and you're sending him to another nation, go, go, go. He's not just going as Kevin. Kevin back up, come back again. He's in this reservoir. Right? When he breaks out, he makes a river. 
one zone of Amalek. From this reservoir, a river goes. And when he comes to the place you send him, and he stops there, the river keeps flowing. What happens? The reservoir forms. He begins to reach more. And the plan is that he sends another out. Rivers. Rivers. That's God's plan for missions. Here and there and everywhere. And he says as we go out. As the waters touch that need. Miracles happen. The eyes are open. The ears are unsaved. This is God's answer. Hallelujah. Amen. He said, I've given you the Holy Spirit. Stay in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Power for what? That you may be my witness. The Holy Spirit brings anointing. Now, I don't have time to get into it tonight. So some of you are going to kind of wonder what, what I'm saying, but... God gave me a revelation about the anointing. You know, he said, these signs shall follow them that believe. They shall cast out devils. They shall lay hands on the sick. We wrongly interpret that to mean Christians will lay hands on the sick. That's not what he said. The context is new believers. Go into all the world and they that believe the new believer in my name they will lay hands on the sick. Hello? The new believer. He, he has no faith. Faith is by hearing, hearing by the word. He doesn't even know the word. What brings about the healing? What causes the demons to run? The anointing. They're anointed. Jesus said in Isaiah. In fact, he quoted in Luke 4. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Let me, I'll wrap this up. Let me get this very important point. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. And has anointed me. Anointed for what? He mentions five things. The Pentecostal church, the church, but especially the Pentecostal church, has distorted what God's anointing is for. We have selfishly taken it and only put it inside the church. All the anointed, the service was anointed. We, in fact, we mix up the presence of God, the glory of God with the anointing. Yes, I trust I'm anointed tonight. But that's the least part of why God brought anointing. The purpose for anointing is as we go reach the lost. He said, I am anointed one, to preach the gospel to the poor, to loose the prisoner, to set free the bonds, 
የደህንነትን የተወደደችውን ቀለማዎች የተቀባበት አምስቱ ምክንያቱ ለቤተክርስቲያን ሳይሆን ለሀጋተኞች ነው ቤተክርስቲያን ተቀብታለች ችግራችን ይሄ ነው God's got two formulas. If a Christian sick, Christian katamama, you need faith. Amnat yasfelgal. James. Yakob. But if the sinner sick, hatatnya katamama, you need faith. Amnat yasfelgo. It's the anointing. Qabatu no misaraw. Hello? So you see what happens? Ayachum yono. I pray for the Christian. The Christian says Ali. I don't have enough faith. በቂ እምነት ከሌለኝ አይፈወስም it's the anointing kabatu yisaral need to have faith amnat masfelgem in fact you need a little faith tinish amnat yasfelgem i understood what he meant by faith as a mustard seed ayachu yachi tinish amnat enough faith to believe you're anointed baka inde takabaw tigit maman yesena fechikintan kullachum takabatachuwal gin ala wakachum makabatachu it's like if i buy david a suit in the best store in the in, in አዲስ ለሞሰር ሲሄድ ዶክተር ቤተ ስራ አበዙበት ሄዶ መምጣት ያንቻለው ከስድስት ሶር በኋላ አሁንም ይጠብቃል ልብሱ የማን ነው ልብሱ ተቀብሏል አልተቀበለም በብዙዎቻችሁ እንዲው ነው ተቀብታችኋል አላወቃችሁም አልተቀበላችሁትም ልብሱን መንፈስ ቅዱስ የተቀበለ ወሙሉ ተቀብቷል እንድትወጡ ተቀብታቸዋል And in 2 years they planted 4600 churches. But we challenged them with this thing. You are anointed and the anointing is for out there not for here. every town every month keep moving to another town and find those that have needs see a miracle happen and raise up a church. every church was planted with miracles. miracles ever happen in their ministry saw miracles. We've had more than 10 documented cases of people raised from the dead. In Three in Brazil, two in East Timor. Soost Brazil, two East Timor. Siotu malat. The anointing. 
Okay, I want to close out tonight. We've talked about God's priority. We've heard it said many times at this conference the asset in Africa is the people. When Jesus said the fields are white unto harvest, did he say pray for anointing? Pray for money. Pray for this, pray for that. What did he say pray for? People. Laborers. That is God's provision for missions. Your members. Empower your members to go. We challenge every one of our members. You must give one year of your life to go plant a church. I, I got inspired by the Mormons. I said, if they can give two years, every Mormon gives two years, why can't we give at least one year? Two-thirds of our church has been out for one-year church planting Thousands of 90% of all our teams going out and the pastor leading the team are lay people. They go back and then they go back to work. And in the recent, just the last four or five years, God has shown us strategies that is called church planning movement strategies. Where you go out <laughs> And there's hardly any cost to planting churches. In Uganda, we supported those 300 pastors for two years to go full time, but we didn't give one cent for 4,600 churches. Not one cent we spent. They all had to, we taught them from day one, you're responsible for the own expenses of your own church. Pastors, you have a gold mine in your church. Church. God has provided you all the people to go out to missions. His command, go ye, is a responsibility every member has to respond to. There are three ways that they can respond, need to respond and be involved to fulfill that great commission. It's prayer, giving, and going. Until they go personally, through praying and giving, they can enable others to go. And they help fulfill their commission. Pray. These divisions, all of them are constantly every week praying for the nations that they are responsible for. And then giving. Don't be afraid to challenge your people to giving. Put, put PowerPoint 4 on quickly. I wanted to print these out and give you each a copy, but we didn't know the PowerPoint before this one. Yeah. Every six months, we raise a missions faith pledge. 
My father introduced this as the first church in Singapore when I was a boy of seven. My first mission pledge was $5 a month. My, my, what do you call it when they give you money every day? Allowance was 20 cents a day. So it was four eighty. Except Sundays, my mother said we had to put the whole 20 cents in the offering. So we tithes and offerings right away. And so I had a balance of $4. And I made a pledge for 5 The next pledge came, I made it for 10 The next pledge, I made it for 15 It's a faith pledge. We teach our people to stretch in faith. We give more than $7 million a year. Because our people are rich. They percent For many years I gave more than twice my salary. Finally quit taking a salary. We see God supply. And we see the miracles on the field because the money used to get the people there was given in faith. This is the most transforming thing you can do for missions in your church. I tell all around the world, every member has three money pockets. God showed me this one day, but I can't find it in scripture. There's, a, there's an offering pocket. There's no pocket for tithe because it already belongs to God. That's his. There's an offering pocket. There's a missions pocket. And there's a fund property pocket. And the Lord told me. He provides each one with that money and if you never raise missions, you never get that money. Don't think you're going to get it in your general fund. You won't. And if you never raise money for a building, you never get this money. Are you with me? You try it. Amen. Amen. And God will abundantly bless. Because he said in 2 Corinthians 9.8 that as they give on every occasion they will be blessed to give for every need. And then finally going. Challenge your people to go. This is your resource. Turn that last PowerPoint on and just move through the slides as I'm talking. These are the teams that have gone to different parts of the world. Right? But your people, can, they're excited, they will go. In 1988, I went down to pastor a church in New Zealand for three years. It was the Hillsong Church of the 70s. Called the church in Auckland. That's where all the scripture and song came out of. Pastor fell into sin. 
ኢትዮጵያ from 7.8 the church only owed 2.6 million on their property 7 million yenebero wordo daw wede 2 million wordo nebara prioritizing missions le mission qedim yamastat the anointing qabatu is for out there le wuchi no say it with me the anointing qabatu is for out there le dejji no now i'll say it all in english the anointing is for out there now marek I want to challenge you today. God's heart. For missions. Father, I ask you today. That you would just grab our hearts. Let us feel your heartbeat. Let us feel your pulse for the nations. Let us feel your cry for the nations. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen.